Viking, committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, cultural enrichment, and all-inclusive fares. Discover more at viking.com. This is Money Beat from the Wall Street Journal. Now from our studios in New York, here are Paul Vigna and Stephen Grosser. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Money Beat's look at the week ahead. And what a week it'll be. Uh, I'm Paul Vigna. I'm Stephen Grosser. And boy, am I going to miss that Stephen Grosser. Yes. Yeah, so we're going to do this now. Well, think, let's, think, let's get it out of the way. Let's get it out of the way. This will be my last podcast for WSJ. For the Wall Street Journal. You're leaving us, Grosser. Stephen Grosser is leaving the company after how many years have you been here? Um, about 12 and a half, almost 13. 12 and a half years. Quite a career. Uh, you have chosen to take your talents south. To uh, Brand X. <laughs> to Brand X. Uh, I'm not going to promote where you're going. You can just tell people that. Hey, do it on your, your Twitter handle. Do it somewhere. But the fact is we're losing Stephen Grosser. And we're very sad about that. Uh, it's going to force some changes on the Money Beat blog. It's going to force some changes on this podcast. We are still figuring that all out. Stay tuned. Don't leave us. We'll, we'll be back in some form. We don't exactly know what yet, but we've got a week to talk about. And to help us, we are joined by Wall Street Journal economics reporter in Washington, D.C., Sarah Cheney. Sarah, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Uh, I'm, I'm a little teary-eyed up here. Yes, I've got to be yeah, honest with I you. I'm tell. a little teary-eyed. But I'm trying. It's a big loss. I'm trying to soldier through. Yeah. I'm trying to be brave. You're doing a good job. I'm trying to be brave. So, Sarah, on Friday we had the jobs report. The market digested that. They looked at it. They said, what does this mean for Fed policy? I was just going to say, we also, it's just a big week of news yes, last week. Last week you, know, right. you had the jobs report. You also had the, the, the naming of a new Fed chair. Possibly. The, the you know, the proposal. Uh, and this week we'll get a lot more on the Fed, right, Sarah? Yes. Yeah, that's kind of the, the highlight of the, the week in the economics news world. We have three Fed speeches in particular mm-hmm. to watch out for. On Monday, we have the Federal Reserve Bank of New York President, William Dudley, mm-hmm. speaking. In New York, he's going to be talking about lessons of the financial crisis. So that could be, you know, some some tax on QE, that sort of thing. Mr. Dudley has, you know, recently said he expects gradual interest rate increases as we see the U.S. economy continuing to grow at a pretty swift pace. And so Monday's speech could kind of offer some new insight into Mr. Dudley's thinking on economic policy. And then on Tuesday, we have Janet Yellen, who's speaking in DC, she's actually accepting an award, the Paul H. Douglas Award for Ethics in Government. Hmm. And so this is important because it kind of marks her first major appearance since President Trump nominated Jerome Powell on Thursday to serve as the next chairman of the Federal Reserve. And if he wins the the Senate confirmation, then he'll succeed Miss Yellen, whose four-year term ends in early February. Right. So, so we know that, I mean, we know that Fed bankers, this is not their style, but should we anticipate Janet Yellen saying anything about that? You know, that's a really good question. <laughs> I can't tell you what Ms. Yellen is is going right. to say or not, but I mean, there's definitely a possibility that she could reference Powell's nomination. Mm-hmm. That would be interesting. And mm-hmm. the other thing, too, totally. is, is, is I, I feel like her speech has lessened somewhat in importance, not just because 
you know, the, the nomination of Powell, but also because right now the market has is, is has a hundred percent thinks there's a hundred percent chance of a rate increase in December. Right. So mm-hmm. uh, based on the Fed fund futures, so I mean that sort of suggests that like there, you know, there's little that she can do to probably move the needle on whether uh, on what the market thinks at least about raising rates in December. Well, right, and after you know you saw where the unemployment rate is now. I mean, it is not a bad bet to bet on them raising rates by a quarter point in, Dece- in December. And also, I wanted to just ask about the other Fed speaker on Tuesday and talking about financial regulation. Quarles is speaking in New York on financial regulation, and he actually took the oath of office to become a Fed board member in October. And so his remarks on Tuesday will kind of offer some more insight into his views on banking sector rules, which, you know, could could be market moving potentially. And Carl's has really advocated for the Fed to articulate sort of more of a rigid formula in, in setting monetary policy. The, and the other thing on the financial regulation, what's interesting too, is, you know, Jerome Powell is seen as most likely following the same path as Janet Yellen on raising rates. But where they differed a little bit was on financial regulations, right? Definitely. He has a, a slightly um, more rigid view of financial regulation and or more prone towards deregulation, actually, but still not not too extreme, right? And Friday, we have consumer sentiment from the University of Michigan. We do. Consider that a tease, listeners. That was a tease. We one more thing coming. I'm not going to tell you what it is. Oh, Stephen Grosser just told you what it is. Hey, listen, stay tuned. You will get more on the week ahead. You are listening to Money Beat from the Wall Street Journal. Rapid expansion. We're ready. Worker shortage. We're good. Anything can change the world of work. A celebrity buys the company. Depends on who it is. But relax. We've got ADP. From HR to payroll, ADP designs forward-thinking solutions to take on the next anything. For a new podcast experience, subscribe to the Future of Everything podcast from The Wall Street Journal. Now on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play Music. The Wall Street Journal. Listen ambitiously. Welcome back to Money Beats. Look at the week ahead. Paul Vigna, Stephen Grosser here in the studio. Sarah Cheney from Washington, D.C. And I think we now have, uh, have uh, Tanya, do we have our 35-minute best of Stephen Grosser podcast reel Ready to is that ready to go? I'm still compiling, but yeah, oh, you still can compi- expect that. Oh, okay. A lot of ums, likes, uhs. <laughs> yeah. A lot of complaining about me throwing you under the bus. Yeah, 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 yeah. Plenty of that. Oh, oh memories. Oh, memories. We're gonna miss you. Stephen you complaining Grosso. about people hammering. Uh, uh, I only did that once. And it's, complain- no, no, it's it, basically this is not com- my best of. This is your best of. Me commenting on you complaining. That, that could take up a long or time. Or ranting about the Fed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but let's get back to our transition to mm-hmm. consumer confidence. The University of uh, Michigan comes out with their survey on Friday, right? Yeah, it'll be uh, the first reading for November. They have two readings each month. So, I mean, consumer sentiment has been really high in recent months. It seems to be reaching a new record almost every other reading. The October... The final October reading, it reached its highest level since 2004. So, I mean, the big question always is soaring consumer sentiment translating into spending growth. And there's not like a perfect correlation between the two, but sentiment oftentimes is an input into spending. And recent consumer spending figures that came out in the personal income report on Monday and then the gross domestic product report the other week have shown that um, consumers are feeling really good. and, And that's translating into 
to spending gains. That, that's that's important because earlier this year, right after the election, we saw consumer sentiment sort of pick up. We saw also you know business sentiment pick up, but we weren't seeing spending by either businesses or consumers picking up quite to that degree. So it's it is important that now, as consumer sentiment stays very high and at you know its highest level yeah. levels in over a decade, that you know consumers are starting to pick up their spending. That's good for the, the so, virtuous cycle. Is that the, the story? You're, is that the story you're going to start selling at Brand X? <laughs> <laughs> well, the, are you practicing? Uh, no, you practicing I, I will. Say, I will also say this is the other thing to take from that is that when consumer sentiment, because the conference board came out last week with theirs, I believe it was last week or earlier this week, that it was um, it, it, it was over 125, which was I think the highest it had been in since 2000. Mm-hmm. And if you look at consumer confidence and when it starts hitting, you know, peaks, it usually is right before we see a pullback in the market. It usually is a indicator of a peak in the market. You saw that in 2000. You saw that in 2007. And you saw that now. You're seeing it peak again. And the whether that's the last to know. Right. Yeah. And, and, and usually, it, I mean, essentially consumer confidence often tracks the stock market. So it's not surprising also that given the gains we've seen this year in the stock market, that consumers' confidence would be growing well, I'm, as well. I'm, I'm glad that I know what you're going to write already now so that we can start preparing to undercut everything you say so at, like at so what what was it five years of sitting next to me and talking about this stuff every day hasn't given you any clues that's true I suppose we do have some clues uh listen let's get back to the what's really going on in the in the world here hey grocer uh earnings are there earnings next yes week? there are earnings why don't you why don't you tell us about them you know we, we got through, we've gotten through like the meat the really heavy part of earnings season 81 percent of companies in the S&P have now reported. Quite a lot, quite a lot. Um, and we're, growth rate is supposed to be 5.9%, so it's rebounded. It started for out- Profit growth. Profit, profit growth, growth rate. For, yeah. the third, uh, for the third quarter, it's supposed to be 5.9%. That's a pullback- from you know the first and second quarter where mm-hmm. it was in the double digits, but not surprising given that the comps were much more difficult from you know year over year um, in comparison. But um, yeah, five point nine, and that's a bre- that's also up from earlier in like in the first week of earnings season, it had fallen I think to the low in two point something percent uh, growth rate. So that's interesting. Uh, we have coming. Up- what do we have? What, what interesting names are on that calendar? Let's see. We have. On Monday, we have Priceline and GoDaddy. Those are already mm-hmm. and Michael Kors. Mm-hmm. Those okay. are sort of interesting. Tuesday, we have Snap, and we have Zynga. Zynga, I always find interesting. Zynga, I'm amazed. Zynga still yeah, a company. Yeah, that, that's why frankly. I find it no uh, offense, sort Zynga. of interesting. And Valiant, which was one of these stocks oh, that like, was I mean, it just dominated our coverage for right. so long um, as it rode rode higher and then crashed yeah. really hard. Yeah. Um, and then on Wednesday, we have. Our, you know, sister company, 21st Century Fox Reports. Um, you also have uh, IAC, Manulife, uh, Roku, iHeartMedia, okay. Humana. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then on Thursday, you have Macy's, Lionsgate, Walt Disney, and our own company. Oh, so Thursday's a big day. Yes. Thursday is very interesting day. Yes. Wow. All right. Uh, Sarah Cheney, anything we forgot about? I think we hit on most of the, the major economic events coming up, exciting in the in the Fed world in particularly. All right. Well, uh, Stephen Grosser, good luck at Brand X. Thank you very much. Good luck. Paul. I'm, I'm going to miss you. I'm really going to miss I'm you. I'm going to miss you all. It's, yeah. uh, it's been, uh, you know, a highlight. Luckily, I know exactly you where all. you're going to be, so I can always run by that office and throw eggs at the windows. <laughs> you won't know it's me. No, no. No, wait. no, no. You'll strongly suspect. Uh, listen, good luck. Good luck in your future endeavors, and we will miss you here. I appreciate that. 
And everyone, thank you for listening. And like I said, we're, we're going to shake things up a little bit here. We don't know exactly what we're going to do yet. Uh, we were losing a big name here, but we are going to continue. So keep an eye out for us. We will return very soon. Thank you, as always, for listening. We appreciate your time. This message comes from Viking, committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, destination-focused dining, and cultural enrichment on board and on shore. And every Viking voyage is all-inclusive with no children and no casinos. Discover more at viking.com.